Welcome to High Hungry, I'm Dad. everyone and welcome to high hungry i'm dad the podcast where nerdy dads talk nerdy fads i am your <laughs> what the fuck are you doing host jared i'm nathan i'm just gonna i'm gonna nosferatu you and just not blink this entire episode <laughs> yeah that would be f- creepy as all hell so i'm looking across the table and nathan is just giving me this weird fucking look as i'm doing the opening for the show my eyes hurt so bad <laughs> you just hold out you gotta do it i almost keep blinked. going i almost blinked don't do that this hurts so bad i know it i does. did it uh, oh, you blunk a blunk <laughs> you blunk i'm gonna be a blunker welcome, all right nathan welcome to my eye cave <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, what's your one quick thing this week? Uh, my one quick thing is Always Be My Maybe, starring Ali Wong. And this this movie is so good. It's It came out on Netflix. It's a Netflix original movie or whatever. And stars Ali Wong. And it's, it's a rom-com. But it's a rom-com... I, I don't know. There there aren't a lot of rom-coms that I get excited about. And I'm like, oh, no, this is actually really funny. I would watch this again. This uh, this definitely gets a skull from me <laughs> because I would watch it again and again and again. There's so many moments when it made me laugh and I wasn't expecting it to. All right. I haven't seen it yet. It's really funny. Uh, I'm planning on watching it at some point in time. Uh, I am a fan of Al- Ali Wong. So... You know, it's something that I've wanted to watch, and you've talked about it. Hannah's talked about it. Uh, I know that other people have like been tweeting it out and and stuff like that. Well, so. and one thing that's really great in it is Keanu Reeves is in the movie, and he's so ridiculous. He's over the top Keanu Reeves, like he plays himself, but like how other people think he is, like in a comedic role. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, and I love that he's come back to it. like he he was like, "You know what? Yeah, I'll do a comedic role." Cuz he's done all these like super serious roles, but he's uh, Would so- you say John Wick is a super serious role? <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's murdering people. Uh and, you know, Neo. Whoa. 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 I just summed up the Matrix series for you. You did. Um it's it's just so funny, like the the way he acts, the way he talks, and he's not in it for a long time, just a short amount of time. It's like maybe two scenes, but it, it, everything that he did made me laugh so hard. And like his interaction with the uh, with the other characters that were in the scenes with him were just incredible. Good, that's something I can look forward to. You're welcome. Hey, Jared, what's your one quick thing? My one quick thing is actually related to this movie that you're speaking of. Like by blood? Yeah. uh, Second Cousins, I think. Oh, okay. But it is actually Keanu Reeves' memes that are coming from this movie. So if you go to Twitter and you follow Keanu Reeves' WTM, you can find a lot of clips where... Keanu Reeves is entering into like a restaurant or a bar or something like that. I'm not sure because I haven't watched the movie It's a restaurant, but yes. Spoilers. Uh, And he's just entering into like all these different kinds of music. So I know that uh, What a Man was one of them by Mm -hmm. Salt and Peppa. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. was one of them. Uh, 
there's there's been a lot of them, and yeah, they're I mean, all great. It's all the same scene, yeah, but it's just different chunks of music. Well, and they they cut out parts of it, like they cut out like different people's reactions to him walking it. It's just the shots of him from that scene, yeah, and it's really funny. So yeah, so it's something that I can look forward to to watch this movie. I mean, people have talked about it, so I kind of know a little bit about it. What, I, I don't want to say spoilers because I don't think it's been spoiled for me, but I mean... It's it, not a main point of the yeah, movie. Yeah. It's just something that happens, and he just happens to be in it, and it makes it really... It, like, he's really funny in it, and every scene that he's in it with them is really funny, but it's not a spoiler in any way. Oh, no, I know, but I'm talking about, like, other parts of the movie. Well, yeah, because me and Hannah just talk about it in front of you yes yeah, which is fine well, i mean you still haven't seen endgame so i'm going this weekend so i just haven't had the time yeah do you know who dies uh i think paul blart dies right yeah paul blart uh he came in on a segue mm-hmm. but it was on fire didn't he like attach one of the stones to a segue for a bit yeah the time stone yeah Okay, I, I, I knew that's the only part that got spoiled for me. Yeah, well, the reason why he put the time stone on a Segway was that so that he could clock in and out faster. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got to catch those runners in the mall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Nathan, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's, it's time for Shower Thoughts. So, here's the first one. Okay, tell me. This one comes from... Okay. Give it to me, Daddy. Black Hole. You're probably closer to being a millionaire than Bill Gates. So that's depressing. It is very depressing, right? Yeah. So like immediately you're like, wait, what? And then you're like, oh, wait, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like I'm not even a thousandaire right now. (laughs) Just paid a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not even a thousandaire right now. I am uh, still closer to being a millionaire than Bill Gates. Yeah, definitely. Because what is he worth now? I mean, it's several billion. Yeah, several billion Billions with a B, one hundred billion dollars. That was my Doctor Evil. <laughs> it was impression. spot on. <laughs> no, because I stuck my pinky up and put it to my lips, mm-hmm. and that's how you knew mm-hmm. it was Doctor Evil. So this isn't first impressions. We're doing shower thoughts. Doctor Evil. <laughs> that, that sounded like you. <laughs> Sorry. It sounded like me mixed with Kermit. Mm-hmm. Right, wait, are you saying I'm Kermit? I mean, you got fucked up looking eyes. Not green, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, all that makeup you wear. It just makes me blue. Covers up your green. <laughs> so this next one comes from Friends Call Me Q. Okay, Q, what you got? It's kind of weird how we basically have an endless mental conversation with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. I talk to myself constantly mostly what I do though is I replay conversations that I've had and how I wish they would have gone I reconstruct conversations and, I, and and I'm like I should have said this next time I'm in that situation I'm going to say these things it and never happens never do. it never happens because I'm never in those situations again or whenever like you get mad at somebody and you're going over scenarios in your head yes yeah yeah I'm like oh I wish I had could say this to this person. But I can't because I killed them already. <laughs> I can't because I love them. I made a sad face. 
Oh, now I see. Yeah, yeah. I had to move away from the pop filter for you to see my sad. This is sad. Yeah, so my problem is, is my own brain doesn't want to talk to me, so... You just sit there. <laughs> I just you sit know there, what? Like you do, just sit there blankly, like most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'll come home and walk in the living room, and you've got something on the TV, but you re- you really are just laying on the couch with your phone open, but you're not doing anything on it. Yeah, you just keep opening it every time it locks. Mm-hmm. It's like no, 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 no. Love me. <laughs> you look at you recognize me, phone. Mm-hmm recognize me see me <laughs> see me see my soul look into my soul <laughs> see me siri talk to me okay so i have two more two more and i'm really struggling as to which one i want to give to you right now oh uh, no give give me all i think i'm going to give you this one okay it comes from bread acquirer okay the bread man there's like 7 billion boobs. So this is maybe not accurate, but also maybe so. Okay. Not every woman has boobs. And not every man doesn't have them. That's true. So there's there's more boobs out there. Yeah, there's potentially more boobs. We or just really don't know potentially at this point. less. I guess it depends on what you classify as boobs. Uh, I would I would say fatty peck tissue would be boobs. Does Arnold Schwarzenegger have boobs? He has old man boobs. They're a little bit different because they're more saggy. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, kind of the same thing. I know he's gained a little bit of weight, but, but he's still real buff. He can still do them split. Yeah, he can. He can do them split. He can do them split. (laughs) Jean-Claude Van Damme can do them split. And we know this because he do them split on airplane. He also do them split between uh, semi-trucks. Yes, he does. Wait, was it... Which one was it? Was it Jean-Claude Van Damme who did the one on the airplane, or was that Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris doesn't do the split. Chuck Norris does do split. Not like Jean-Claude. He he do them split. Jean-Claude Van Damme can do the split to where like he just split and then his toes are higher than his shoulders. Is that the split though? <laughs> yeah. That just seems uncomfortable. Yeah. He like turns his feet up and his toes up and then he do split and then James McAvoy come out. <laughs> All right. So seven billion boobs. Seven. Yay or nay. Because that's saying 3.5 billion women are on this planet. Mm-hmm. And I think that that number could be different. Um, I think that this is assuming a lot of things. Wait, this I just w- I want to clarify. This guy's name is Bread Acquirer, not Boob Acquirer. Yes. It's not Boob this, Expert. This person, this person is called Bread Acquirer. I'm not sure if it's male or female. That's fair. If it's fair. Maybe they got boob. Maybe they just got one. Some people only have one boob. Some people only got one. Some people got two. Some people got none. Some people got three, like that chick in Total Recall. She definitely have three. She got three, but then she gets shot in her back, and that's sad. She died. She had three boobs. So there's a comedian that's telling a joke about a time that she got shot, and it went through her back and out her chest 
and she says that her nipple got shot off. Oh. I don't remember which comedian it was, and this might get cut. Because <laughs> your probably, reaction was not very good. <laughs> it's, it's cause, no, because now I'm sad <laughs> that somebody got fucking shot and they lost their nipple. They only got one nipple. <laughs> Think about that sad nipple play. You know, like... Some whoever they're with goes like on the one nipple and is licking and stuff and then goes to the other side and they're like, I guess I'll go back to the other side and the one nipple. Okay, Nathan, you ready for this last one? Yes. This last one comes from Turtle Z one two three five. If holy water kills vampires, then putting holy water in a humidifier is making holy gas. You just made a gas chamber for vampires. <laughs> um so, I know what I'm doing tomorrow, <laughs> and that's buying humidifiers for every room in the house, <laughs> and then acquiring holy water, because vampire apocalypse could happen. Okay. 30 days of it night. Could. Yeah, what if could. the sun explodes, and then we have 30 days of night? Ooh. Maybe it would be longer, but we'd have an eternity of night. <laughs> But then we would have to come up with ways to keep the uh, so vampires So I, I feel bay. like if sun explode, we explode. I mean, there are going to be people in, like, secret chambers deep in the earth. Or on other planets by then. The I don't know. The sun's not going to explode tomorrow. No, it's not. I mean, not. It's, it's on the back end of its life cycle, but... But, I mean, how long is that life cycle? Like, we got, like, another, like... Two billion years. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, I don't know, two years. <laughs> no. no, no, no. We're all definitely going to be dead and gone by then. <laughs> but this podcast won't because it's going to exist on the internet forever. Forever. That's what my dad keeps telling be, me. It's going to be sent into outer space. Let's take a quick time out. On the Story Song Podcast, we closely examine the story of famous story songs. We'll walk you through the lyrics you've heard a thousand times, but have never thought about. Leave it to us, because we overthink everything. Spread the word around. Guess who's back in town? Why is this my job? (laughs) Why is this on me now? I didn't even like those guys. (laughs) We discuss the history of the story songs you love. Show of hands. Who here knew that Rig Springfield was Australian? No clue. The Wikipedia article started with, you guys, you're not going to believe this. (laughs) The Story Song Podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get back to the show. So let's go ahead and get into our main topic. All in We're it. We're a few weeks late, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, little late. But you know what? It, it gives us time to really collect our thoughts and to, really talk about this. To compose. Yeah, really digest. Yeah, because we had some strong reactions. We're going to be talking about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. So, season eight has come and gone, obviously. Some of us wish it had never happened. A lot of us <laughs> wished it never happened. You know, I will say this. I enjoyed a good bit of the final season. Episode three, what we could see of it was really good. I mean, I had some problems with it, but I mean, overall, the 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 episode was good. The battle was good. It was it was a lot of action, very dark. <laughs> yeah, very dark. But there were a lot of cool things that happened, right? But with just about any show you're going to watch, there's going to be ups and downs, right? Yes. So, I mean, there was over one and a half million people who signed a petition 
to actually remake the eighth season of Game of Thrones. And I think that is dumb. I think so too. Because it it demeans the power of petitions. These people are <laughs> never going to do it. Petitions are things that you do for like government issues. You don't do it about your fucking favorite show just because it's like the last season sucks. Otherwise, we would be we would have done a petition for Lost for like the last episode. That whole last season wasn't great, but it was not the worst thing that they had put out. But I will say the last season of Lost was head and shoulders better than the last season of Game of Thrones. But what about knees and toes? Yeah. Those are already above, so. Or head and shoulders above knees and toes. Right. Get out of here, Raffy. <laughs> uh, I, I just think that there's a couple things going on with the reaction to the final season. One, it was just not that great. It was not a great final season. Like the dialogue was shitty. The dialogue in the whole thing was shitty. And there were a couple of really cool moments, but they felt rushed. Uh, like the the thing about letting John know that he's Aegon Targaryen, it just kind of came out, and it was like super rushed. And then it was not even. It didn't. Was it the end? Of, he found out at the end of the previous episode, and then at the end of the next episode, he tells Daenerys. Yeah. Like, first episode, he finds out, and then... He, he tells episode, her in second episode. Yeah. Episode three, he tells his sisters. Yeah. And then Sansa or, or tells was it four? everyone. Was it, was it episode four? I think he tells him at the beginning of episode four, and yeah. then she tells uh, And he's, he's like, he goes to Arya, Bran, and Sansa. Yeah. Bran already knows, obviously. Yeah, because he knows all of history. Right. And he tells... Sansa and Arya, two people who have been talking about, oh, this is for family. Protect your family. And then she backstabs him yet again. Sansa backstabs Jon yet again by telling Tyrion. Yeah. Because she doesn't care about... Because at that point to her, Jon's no longer family. See, I, I feel the same way. I don't think that they were trying to portray that in the show. I don't think that's what they were trying to get across. It, I think what they were trying to get across was a sense of, oh, okay, so I have this information. I'm going to do this for the family because it will keep the North and Winterfell separate from the the kingdom, right? And I can rule it. Yeah. Which is what ends up happening, which is yes. fine because I don't really care about that. I don't, I don't. I don't think she deserved it. She didn't, but who cares? And you know what? In a lot of aspects, I, I looked at that final piece where they're showing her on the throne and that she's queen of Winterfell. There was a lot of Cersei in that, I thought. Yeah, maybe. Am I wrong about that? I don't know, but it's not like they're going to do more show. I did like that the detail on her dress was the leaves of the... The oh. giving tree. <laughs> The weird yeah, god the tree. tree. The god... The, yeah, the everybody knows the fucking tree. Yeah. The face tree. The crying face tree. Yeah. That has the souls of the, the children of the forest in it. I thought that was kind of cool, but there was... To me, it just seemed like Cersei sitting on the throne. Yeah, maybe. I didn't feel connected enough with her character anymore 
to yeah it didn't mean anything it that's didn't. what i was getting yeah. at it 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 doesn't mean anything to me as somebody who watched it and i loved sansa at one point yeah like especially coming out of like Ramsey Bolton in that whole scenario and how strong she was and how powerful she was and she found herself and not because of that but you know like that she just became this whole different person and then she just continued to let herself get manipulated by Baelish and then they kill him and then it was like I guess your story's done yeah I don't it like, felt th- like her her story was done after that yeah and Everything that happened in the final season with her was like, I don't care. Also, Bran, who cares about that guy? Yeah. what? A, he's not an interesting character. He's not a good actor. He just sits there and stares and says weird shit. Like, he's not a good character. And then they made him fucking king. That doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't. Not at all. And Because it should have been John. You know, I don't care for it to be John. Honestly, I mean, he's... He obviously doesn't want it. No, but th- that's to me, that's the mark of a good leader is somebody who is a reluctant leader. Like they don't want the power, but they are a, they're given power. Yeah, it's it's like uh, Rick in uh, Walking Dead never wanted to be the leader. He just they had to have a leader and everyone just looked to him. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, like I like where John ended out the season. It's fine because it's cyclical. It it, it closes that circle. Right. And I don't like necessarily how he got there, but I like the fact that he did end there. Going going north of the wall with the wildlings. Because that's where he really belongs. Yeah, that's where he's most comfortable. Yeah, he belonged there. It is sad that, like, he didn't have some sort of, like, reconnection with Egret. Yeah, I know. That would have been very cool. Who's Who he's married to in real life. Yeah. Which is which is real cool. They uh, met on the show. Yeah, and then they got married because he saw her boobies. Mm-hmm. And classic Jon Snow. <laughs> classic Jon Snow. I see your boobies. I gotta marry you. Yep. Uh, but going back to Bran, though, I'm very confused as to what his abilities really are. He can I, only see into the past, right? He only sees the. He history. can see into the past, and he can see the present, but he can only see. <laughs> Okay. Hear me out. He can see the... <laughs> no, just how you how you presented that to me. He can see the present. No, but he... Well, can... yeah, no shit. Well, so no, can I. But he, he can only see what's happening either around him immediately or he can... He can warg into... off into... Yeah, he can warg, warg off. That's pr- that's funny. <laughs> he can warg off. That's, that's how I feel about him. He could straight up warg off. Yeah. No, but he sees, you know, through other things' eyes and he can control them, but he can also see into the past. But apparently he can affect things in the past. Yeah, I don't know. Because that's how he fucked up Hodor? Yeah, I don't get that. I I mean, now, I will say this. That scene, the hold the door scene. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's it's probably one of the it's best scenes of the in the entire scenes, show. For sure. But And then we didn't see Bran for an entire fucking season after that. Yeah. And then he's king. Who knows? Uh, but if the, a character isn't important enough to be in an entire season of the show, then they should not be given... Like, the greatest power in the country of the show. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing that I'm questioning, okay? When Tyrion's going on this spiel about Bran the Broken, which, fuck you, that's a terrible name. Well, yeah, it's it's like Ivar the Boneless, but anyway, you don't watch Vikings, so you don't know who that is. No. Uh, But then he is talking about Bran and how, like, 
the person with the best story should be king. He doesn't and have the best story. He doesn't have he the best story. He wasn't even in one whole season. How yeah. can he be said to have the best story? But then Tyrion asks him if you'll take the position. And Bran's like, why do you think I came all this way? And I'm like, fuck you. Can he see into the future now? Yeah, that that was shitty and done poorly. He can't see in the future. It's very evident that he can't see in the future. He says he can't see into the future because somebody asks him to, to tell them the future. And he says, I can't see the future. I can only see the past. And he also tells somebody, I don't want anymore. I'm not really human. <laughs> yeah. I th- didn't he say that to John? Maybe he's like, no, nah, no, it was Jamie. Jamie, yeah. He said it to Jamie. He's like, no, I don't, I don't need anything. I'm good. Yeah. No, I don't need. I, I don't have wants because I'm not really like a regular person anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, the fuck you. Why are you being king then? Exactly. You don't need to be king. I G- don't get it. Give it to like, give it to Tyrion. I think Tyrion would be great. Tyrion would be great, but Tyr- I think Tyrion would also turn it down. Maybe, maybe not. It, it, there was a point when he uh, turned, uh, he uh, resigned from being Daenerys's hand. Well, yeah, that's because he was pissed off. He wasn't pissed off. He wasn't just pissed off. He was sad and he was disappointed. It wasn't just like an anger thing. Like you look at his face and Peter Dinklage no, yeah. is, is portraying sadness because he sees this queen that he followed and he sees her becoming someone that he did not foresee her becoming right it's sadness disappointment and anger all wrapped up in one package because Tyrion had told Daenerys to if you hear the bells that means they surrender you know call off the troops and or stop fucking burning them alive with your goddamn dragon yeah I knew that she was probably not gonna hold back they kind of foreshadow that throughout the entire yeah. show, right? It, because she's constantly talking to the Dothraki and saying, you know, we're going to go across the sea where you've never been and we're going to tear down their buildings. We're going to destroy what they've built, right? Yeah. We're going to set fire to them is basically what she says. And that's what she does. She does. But I think, like, I'm with Tyrion. She's wrong. What she did no, was I, wrong. I think she's wrong and, as well. And I, th- but it, but I think that everything that led to it, like in, especially in this season, was a poor setup. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the foreshadowing is great. They, yeah, it's one of those things that they rush. They, all of these things, especially you get in the like the last two episodes, they just kind of powered through. Barely. That, <laughs> because that by itself could have been like a whole season or half a season, and. And I'm talking like 10 episodes of like, okay, we've, the war is over. We've defeated the White Walkers and the Night King. Now, how do we rebuild? Okay, now we have to fight Cersei. Okay, so we fight Cersei. And that's not even like a whole episode. No, it's not. Like, that's it still is a huge... It's not even that it's a huge battle. It's an ass whooping. But like, also, like, you had... What's his name? Theon's uncle... I can't remember. Euron? That. Yeah, b- what? Euron? Euron, yeah. You've got Euron with his, like, giant ballista that they killed one of the other dragons with in one shot. Yeah. and Which and, is crazy. And they, they should not be that accurate. Well, no, and they're, well, they don't have that kind of distance, but they're, now they're mounted all around, you know, King's Landing. 
But nobody can get a shot? And nobody can shoot the fucking dragon? Here's the thing, though. Daenerys is way up top, and she should be able to see the Iron Fleet. Yeah, she should and have she seen them. she doesn't see them? Yeah, what, what was she like? But but they see her coming, and they have the accuracy and the distance to take down a dragon. Yeah, without anybody knowing? Yeah. Like, it was like the dragon went down, and then everybody was like, oh, no. And then they started shooting the shit out of their, like, ships and stuff. And that's not how ballista work either. Yeah. Like, no matter how big they are, like, it, the bigger they are, the more force it takes to shoot them. But it doesn't mean that they're more powerful because it is still a heavier object. Right. You need a greater force. And it's physics. It, they don't, ballista does they don't work like that. Right. Originally, HBO wanted to do 10 seasons. Yeah. And then they negotiated down to eight with seven and eight being like half seasons. So I, th- I think uh, Weiss they, and Benioff wanted to do six or seven seasons and then HBO was like no let's do more and then they were like okay well let's split this one in half and then HBO was like yeah okay and then they only got like two extra episodes yeah and and it sucked it did it sucked the whole season even even though it had good points it even had, though it, it had, had really it fun had, moments it had good moments and it had moments that were definitely fan service where they were like okay this is this person's story wrapping up this is this person's story wrapping up oh you know let's let's bring uh Bron in to be on the council yeah. of, of Bran it was like every single person that they brought in was fan service it was like yep. Bron should have been killed i'm just yeah. putting that out there yeah Bron should have been murdered by someone Mm-hmm. Because he deserved it. Here's my thought. Okay. So, talking about Bronn and how he interacts with the characters, especially in the last season, mm-hmm. right? He goes to Tyrion and Jamie and says, Hey, your sister wants you dead. I'm going to kill you unless you offer me something better. And Tyrion had a deal with him, which was, if anyone wants you to kill me, I will pay you double. Yes. But here's the thing. Jamie goes back to Cersei after he already knows that she wants him dead? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That does not make sense <laughs> no, to me. No, it doesn't make sense. He's talking about how she's hateful, and he's hateful too, so he goes back to her. Nah, dude, if somebody wants me dead, I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah. That's just asking well, for it. It's dumb... It's dumb that they had him and Brienne hook up. Jamie has been on this in this redemption arc since like season two. And it's been great. And it's been so good watching him grow. And then they just kind of like, we're like, ah, you know what? Let's just, we need an excuse for him to die with Cersei. Yeah. We need an excuse for this. But they'd already built up to like him and Brienne like being together. And they had a relationship. Like, they were both fond of each other. And it could have been something. And they could have had them, like, serving, you know, together. But instead, they made him leave to go die with Cersei? Yeah. And I think that all just comes down to prophecy. I feel like they felt like he was written into a corner to die with Cersei because of her prophecy. Yeah, and it's dumb. 
It was dumb. There was there are a lot of cop outs, a lot of easy way out of different situations, and it felt like from the beginning of the season that they took characters and pointed them in a direction and shot them out of a cannon. Yeah. Like they did there was no no more growth of characters. There was and and, and in some character like Jamie's character's case, they took a character who had experienced growth and just completely disregarded that growth. And they just went, okay, this person needs to get from point A to point B. So we're just going to write this straight to that point. John has to kill Daenerys. Okay. Writing it in. And how fucking anticlimactic was that? So I actually kind of like it because it brings back the vision that Daenerys had in season two. And her interaction with the throne in this vision. And we see... so when when you're watching it in season two, you think that okay, it's it's snowing, but now with the final season out, we understand that it's, it's ash. the ashes of the city and the people of the city, right? So I do like that part of it, like her interaction with the throne and finally getting to touch the throne, and the symbology there of if you sit on the throne if you touch the throne and claim it you're going to die yeah and probably and she, didn't sit in it. she didn't but she did touch it for the first time I, I like the symbology there I like calling back the vision from season 2 but I don't like the Drogon interaction at the end it just seemed cheesy to me like to know that this dragon is so self aware that he's like oh the the path to the Iron Throne is what killed Daenerys. Yeah, it, well, that whole thing with with Drogon it was like, mm, but this is dumb now. Yeah, like it was just, it was it was another thing that was forced, and they they said okay, point A to point B. You know, Daenerys has to go from point A to point B. Well, what about the dragon? Oh yeah, sorry, afterthought. No, I don't think it was an afterthought. I, I think they specifically wrote it in that way, and I think it was just cheesy. It was it was bad. It was bad, and I get where everybody's coming from that wants it redone. Man, just... If Martin ever gets there, you'll have your rewrite. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to get there, though. I don't think so, either. I don't think he's ever going to get there. I don't think he's ever going to finish the books. I don't think he cares to. No. So, overall thoughts, because I want to go ahead and move on to the next portion of this. Okay. Overall thoughts. It had some good moments, and it definitely paid some fan service. Plot-wise, it wasn't bad, but I think that it was executed poorly. Okay. I I will agree with that. I, I think that it had great moments. It had some bad moments. Had some really bad moments. Had some even worse moments. And then, and then it was really dark for a long time, and mm-hmm. for a full episode. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, but that, is, I, that is terrible directing. I think that a lot of people who signed this petition that want to remake the eighth season, I think a lot of them are just sad that the show is ending in general. And I think that in order to make yourself okay with a show that. I've loved for a long time to know that it's ending. It's, it's, it's hard to take, right? 
Yeah. I mean, we we all knew it was going to end eventually. We all knew it was not going to be something that it's going to just keep going. But I guess in order to come to terms with it going away, you have to like emotionally disconnect from it. And I think that's where a lot of that came from. I say, I yeah, personally, I don't have a problem with emotionally disconnecting from a show that I loved. And because I, I still look at Lost and Lost is still one of my favorite shows that's ever been because the writing on it was amazing. The storylines were amazing. And then they were like, you know, older ghost Walt, not going to answer that. Fuck you. Like, that's great that they were just like, yeah, this this doesn't need to be wrapped up because it's not their story, because they were very clear on the story is each of these characters every one of these characters these central characters this is whose story it is Walt's story is not a part of their story he enters it and exits that's it Lost did a lot of things fucked up at the end which is they're all in purgatory or whatever and that was dumb everything leading to that moment though was good and I feel like with Game of Thrones, it felt like everyone was tired of this project. No, and I I think that's the key. I think Weiss and Benioff were definitely just fucking done. They just didn't want to deal with it anymore. And they I mean, I get they it. didn't know where else to go. Well, I don't think it's necessarily that they didn't know where else to go. I think it's just really that they didn't care to finish it off in a way that was going to be a perfect little bow and it doesn't have to be a perfect bow at the end because uh, I mean a lot of shows fickle out on their last season right but I feel like they were already invested in their upcoming works which we'll get into in just a minute and I mean I don't know why I'm presenting it that way because everybody knows already everybody knows uh, Star Wars yeah. did it but I-, I think they're more focused on Star Wars and I mean, there is a point where you've been on one project for so long. You're like, okay, this is this has been great, but I'm ready to do something else. I don't want to be in this world the rest of my life. I want to do something else. So Benioff and Weiss obviously are going to do the next so. Star Wars that's coming out December 2022. Are they just doing the next movie or are they writing the next trilogy? So there's a little bit of confusion about this, right? So a lot of people are saying that they're going to do a trilogy, but there's only been one movie confirmed. So it might be like a Rogue One situation. It could be. Which also, Rogue One was great, y'all. It just was. Rogue One was a great movie. It was a great standalone movie in that universe. And I am on board for more stories like that. And that's fair because we don't need we don't need to just keep making trilogies for Star we don't. Wars. We don't. There doesn't need to be a, a three movie arc. It's just it's unnecessary, and honestly, it's a little tired at this point. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is though is that I feel like they're big enough coming off of the heels of Game of Thrones that they're going to get a trilogy. I don't know. Maybe they just write the uh, one. They might just do a single movie. It and, could. And everyone will be like, I mean, this movie was great, but like, why is Bran the king? 
So one one thing that I'm interested in is that this movie is supposed to take place like thousands of years before the Skywalker family. Okay, that's fun. So that'll be interesting. So there will be a whole lot of Jedi. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming so. Because that that is a part of the world that we don't really get into except for in the Clone Wars like cartoon. Yeah. Well, I haven't really read like the comics and stuff, but I'm sure that there's some stuff in that as well. Uh, yeah, there there is plenty of lore that's oh, yeah, already sure. out there that all they got to do is go, "Hey, let's pick this story and just adapt it for the for TV or you know for yeah. the, for the movies." Yeah. Not for TV, but for film. So, what are your thoughts on Weiss and Benioff taking control of of Star Wars? If they I'm going to give anyone a shot. If anybody wants to do like I was excited when J.J. Abrams came on because I know that J.J. Abrams is a fan and can do it service. Same thing he did. I, I like the Star Wars movies he did. I think he's a I, I think he's a good producer. He's a good director. He's made he's made some incredible movies. Give him a shot. You know, like you know, and he's done. I I know people hated like the Last Jedi. I personally loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I thought that it wrapped up some it wrapped up certain characters like decades long story arcs pretty fucking neatly, you know? And when we're looking at, you know, we're talking about Weiss and Benioff doing like writing one of them, you know, let them, let them try one. And if they do good, give them another one. And that might be where it's coming from as to why there hasn't been a confirmed trilogy with them. Because if they do terrible, because they're, they're not writing a whole new story. There's no way. They're going it's going to be an adaptation of some arc or some side story that's already been written. Something that's canon to the there, universe yeah, already. Yeah, there's already so much that's out there that is canon yeah. that you don't need to try to create something new. You just have to adapt it. Just adapt something that's already there. Because like Rogue One was such a popular book. And then they made it into a movie. The movie was good. Could them could that movie have been like two movies? Yeah, absolutely, it could have, because it was a really long book. But you know, could Weiss and Benioff go and take some other story and then rewrite it? Yeah, they could. I I, I do also really hope that they, because it's something that Abrams has done really well is keep the tone of the original trilogy. They kept, he kept it a, like a, it's a, it's a space Western. Oh yeah, for sure. So if they can keep it a space Western, they keep it in that same vein. They, they very much fill that genre need. Cause here's an opportunity for them to do like, like with rogue one, they, they came in and they're able to do this story. That's a side story to the original trilogy while at the same time, not having to follow the same jokes and tropes. I've got a bad feeling about this. They never said that in Rogue One. They didn't have to. You know, but that's something that just continuously goes on and on through the trilogies. I think that a lot of it comes down to trying to capture the magic of the first trilogy. So four, five, and six. It's not gonna happen. Like you can't you can't capture that same magic. What you have to do is create you have to take the universe that is already given to them and created and make new magic do something completely different 
make well, it. Well, maybe not completely different. Like maybe maybe reference, but don't make it so blatant and obvious. Well, it's just that we're already in this universe, and this is an esta- a very established but universe. Your your audience already knows. They know. <laughs> You don't have to play to them. Like, you, don't. You, you don't. You don't have to explain. It doesn't have to be fan service. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, don't don't play to them. Don't you know? Do something fresh. Because this, this is story. the thing. Okay. Th- this is the thing that I'm gonna say. Your built-in fan base is automatically building in the next fan base. Yes. Their kids and their kids' kids are going to know the originals. That's why the Clone Wars was so popular. Is yeah. because kids were watching it, and then adults were watching it with their kids, and they're like, "Oh man, this is really good." Right. So I feel it like was super good. The Clone Wars was better than the entire like like Anakin trilogy. The Clone Wars was w- way better than that. I agree with that. So I think what they're trying to do with doing what you're talking about is trying to pull in the next generation of fans when they don't need to because their parents are already doing that. And you don't have to try to win more fans. Look, people who don't want to watch Star Wars are never going to watch Star Wars. I have friends who have never seen a single Star Wars anything. And it's because of choice because they don't like sci-fi. Are they Trekkies? (laughs) No, they're like... Like, my mom hates sci-fi. She won't watch sci-fi. Yeah, that's uh, fair. She did start to watch this, watch something, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is sci-fi. And was it went, Alien versus Zombies? No, I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but it was it was something. I was like, oh, it was Hunger Games. I was like, oh, no, Hunger Games is sci-fi. And she was like, no, it's not. I was like, no, Mom, the Hunger Games is absolutely sci-fi. And when she realized that it was, she stopped watching the movies. <laughs> It's because she's just not into sci-fi, and yeah. and she she and doesn't want aren't. to be. She doesn't yeah. want to be into sci-fi. Yeah. So obviously, there are some people who are upset about Weiss and Benioff doing the Star Wars film. Well, yeah, of course. So guess what they're doing? A petition. <laughs> Another fucking petition. Hey, it's not gonna <laughs> do anything, it's dummies. Not. They've already signed a contract to do this. If you if you if you want to make your voice heard. Don't do it with a petition. Just don't go see Just the movie. Just don't go see the movie. Don't even... There's going to be a boycott of the movie. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I mean, No, that's a given. But, there, hey, dummies, just don't go see the movie. If you're really upset about Game of Thrones and how it ended and how season eight was, just don't go see it. Just don't go see it. You don't have to. You don't have to watch it. It's okay. Don't watch it when it comes out on Netflix. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't, just don't, don't, don't talk give to it your anything. friends about it. Yeah. Don't make it a non-issue to where if somebody starts talking to you about it, go, wait, what? There's another new Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. It was uh, written by the guys that did Game of Thrones. Oh, that sounds like it's, you know, Game of Thrones didn't end very well. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably just not going to watch it. Yeah. But, you know, like downplay it. Don't get loud about it because it's it's how Trump got in office. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that (laughs) joker. Uh, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think that Weiss and Benioff are actually going to do a pretty good job on the movie. I think so, too. Because here's something that a lot of people are not talking about. Is that it's not Game of Thrones. Well, 
I mean, it's not Game of Thrones, but I, I think that a lot of people forget that for six seasons, they wrote and produced these shows that were amazing. And they're a lot longer than an hour and a half. Yeah. So I, I think that they're going to do not just a good job. I think they're going to do a very good job I think with, they're gonna with do, the movies. I think it's going to be. Pre- I think it's going to be pretty good. I think they have a lot of pressure on them now, especially in light of how Game of Thrones ended. There's there's going to be a whole lot of pressure. I think it's going to be good enough. See, I'm I'm thinking that it's going to be beyond good enough. I don't think it's going to be excellent. It might not be excellent, but I think it's going to be really good. It's a lot harder to tell a long-form story in a shorter form. Yes. And so I don't know how good they're going to be able to do with a single movie. Well, I think that's probably why they're going to actually have a trilogy. And then each movie is going to be two hours, three hours long? Maybe. I don't know. All I'm saying is... I have confidence, even though season eight was garbage. That's the first time I've ever heard you say that you have confidence. <laughs> That's fair. But no, I I have confidence in Weiss and Benioff that they'll do a good job with Star Wars, whether it be one movie or a trilogy. And that's where I'm going to end it off. All right. Well, because I. I think we've we've talked this one into the ground and. Yeah. Opinions. Yeah. These are opinions. I mean, we'll see what I mean, happens our, in 2022. Yeah, so. our opinions are right, but opinions. <laughs> hey, hey, Jared. Yeah. You need, you need some advice? Oh hell yeah! Good, thank God, because I'm so fucking sick of talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right, here's here's my first one. This is from at it's an emoji of a lollipop, J, and then the A E where it's like one letter, and that's at underscore. X-O-E-A-J. Showy-Edge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so they say, listen, Linda, pregnancy boobs are no fucking joke. I am a stomach sleeper, and now I sleep on my left side. The only downfall about that is when you wake you up, wake your boobies, you feel like motherfucking cinder blocks. Hashtag needed advice. <laughs> Crying emoji face. Okay. Uh, so what is the advice that you need? I just wanted to read it. <laughs> okay, I this is this is what lollipop J J G. I'm assuming that's how you say it. Uh, you nailed it. I think what she really wants to know is how to not sleep or how to be comfortable sleeping with pregnancy boobs. This is tough for me because I don't have pregnancy boobs. I just have regular man boobs. So you just have regular <laughs> boobs. I don't really have either. So, mm, But you kind of do. No, I look like I worked out at one point in my life and then stopped. Yeah, so you have like old man saggy boobs. Yeah, but they're not like man boobs. They're not moobs. But here's the thing. My boobs... My boobs. My boobs don't feel like cinder blocks in the morning. And and I'm not pregnant, but I am sort of chubby in the middle area. Like, mm-hmm. a, I got a beer gut. And so, yeah, I I like to sleep on my stomach, but I can't always. Oh, so, that's, that's like 90% of how I sleep is on my stomach. I know. That's because you are wide. 
Like, I, I think that's something that people miss about you is that you are a broad person in frame. And so, like, sleeping on your stomach has got to be pretty easy. Yeah. It's comfortable. Yeah, and it is, it is very comfortable. But what do you do about your cinder block boobies, Jared? So that is a good question. What do you do about cinder block boobies? Um, sleep in a bo- sleep in a bra. You know what? That sounds gonna, that sounds dangerous. I if I had to sleep in a bra, I'd probably choke myself. I'm gonna say this. I don't even like sleeping in a shirt. I'm gonna say this. I get all tangled. Oh God damn it! <laughs> what are you gonna say? Nothing now. <laughs> I want her to invent her own device and put it out into the world because I don't think there's anything that really fixes this problem right now. Zero gravity device for cinder black boobs. How would that work? You get a zero G device that puts your boobies in zero G while you're sleeping. <laughs> You just restated what you already said. I know. You didn't give an actual answer <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to this. Because no, this, is, this is as far as I've thought about it, and I'm trying to buy myself some time. So you put... Yeah, your, your boobies in zero G. We get it. No, but a device that makes zero G. Yeah. Yeah, but only on your boobies. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, sleep in one of those like saltwater tanks like uh like helium helium balloon nip clips (laughs) no (laughs) just just attach them Mm -mm. and just put them up and they'll be good for the night that sounds awful (laughs) you get caught in the ceiling fan no ouch yeah that sounds dangerous okay hear me out Mm -hmm. it's like a sleep deprivation not a sleep deprivation a sensory deprivation uh chamber you know i'm talking about where you get in it and it's got uh like salt water that's like super buoyant so you just float in there and then like it you know they they cut off all sound and it's completely dark in there and so you can't see you can't hear like you you end up just hearing like your heartbeat and your breathing but you're like you're floating in water so you're not even really feeling gravity you get one of those and sleep in it i kind of like that i I want to do that just not having pregnancy boobs. <laughs> My biggest fear of doing that is that I would roll over. I would fall asleep and roll over and drown because I am stupid. <laughs> you said it, not me. I know. Uh, I'm a mover. I would talk the whole time I'm in there. Because I'm a mover and a shaker. <laughs> you, can, you can ask Hannah. When I'm asleep, I talk. Yes, you do. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like this chamber idea is probably the way to go. Solved it. Okay, so this one comes from at Wan Nab- Nadsby or Nads Me. W A N N A D Z M E E. Wan Nads Me. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. Know. What do they ask? Anyone has an idea where I should invest to grow my money? Hashtag need advice. Uh, uh, money tree. Money tree is good. You you plant coins in the background in the backyard. Mm-hmm. But what, which coins though? Because each coin is going to make a different money tree. Yes. So dollars, the dollar okay. coin, okay. the Sacagaweas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say quarters because then you get like cherry money trees. 
cherry. Because it's got Washington on it. Boo. <laughs> okay, hear me out. Sensory deprivation chambers. <laughs> okay. I'm listening. If, if you put the money in a sensory deprivation chamber... And it's going to hear its heartbeat, and it's it, going to grow. Yeah, it's going to grow, because its heart's going to grow three si- ten sizes that day. <laughs> and Because it's three sizes too small, and it grows as ten sizes. Mm-hmm. And then the Grinch is going to come out, and he's going to give you money in a bag. Okay. <laughs> That's how it's going to grow, because the Grinch comes out and gives you more money? Yeah. How about this? We need to get the machine from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. And just blow it up. And then technically you'll have more money. Because it'll be bigger bills. No, you'll have the same money. It will just be bigger. No, it'll That's be worth not more. more. No, it'll be worth more. It won't more. be worth more. It will. It won't. It will. No. The only... Because do you not know how the currency uh, exchange works? So if you get bills that are defective and out of circulation because they're defective, they're worth more money. Yeah, but they typically so, collect so can, those and burn yeah. them. No, they don't collect them and burn them. If they, if somebody gets a hold of them and puts them in their own collection, then they can resell them and they're worth more. So you can take yeah, like a it, fucked up $2 bill. I don't know. I I think that if you blow it up and it's too big, then it's going to cost more money to take it away. It's like a big check. <laughs> no, that doesn't. The big check, it just has numbers written on it, and it doesn't actually mean anything. You can't cash those big cardboard checks. Did you know that? Have you tried? No. (laughs) Boom. I got you. But I definitely have games on my phone that advertise that if I play that game, then I could win big money like Steve. And he's getting he's holding the big card. Twenty five hundred dollars. It was no, it's uh fifty thousand dollars or something like that, and he's holding one of those big cardboard checks and i'm like and then he starts flipping it like the flip the sign flippers yeah because that was his job during the day Mm -hmm. where else to invest to grow money time machines Ooh. if you go back in time you can create accounts and invest in certain companies that you know are going going to succeed it's kind of the back to the future two Mm -hmm. model yeah where biff goes back in time and I've thought about this so much. And he gets that world, that book, that like, like baseball, yeah, the almanac. sports almanac. Yeah, sports almanac. So it's like that. But instead of doing that, so you're not betting on things to make money. But you're, you're betting on companies. Yeah, but you're betting on companies. But even a company that fails, like you get, you get some sort of money back, right? Okay. If you lose betting on something, like a sporting event. Then you don't get anything back. No. That's that's how it works. Except you, the laughter of your peers. Yeah. So if you go if you invest in time machines, then you can go back in time and you can invest in like Microsoft and Apple and Bitcoin or I don't even I don't know how Bitcoin works, honestly. And I don't know how people can mine for it. Because my my kids definitely have not talked about that like version of Minecraft (laughs) do not understand Bitcoin don't explain it to me I don't care it's not real money to me it's not real money but has real value which is weird but not to me 
things only have value when it, they are given value by society. That's fair. So, what are, what companies are you going to invest in go, when you go back in time? I've got a few that I would like to invest in. I would invest in. I mean, you you you've got the big ones like Microsoft and Apple. You yep. know, like they, these are just given. Um, I would also like to invest in <clears throat> Tesla. Tesla would be okay. Tesla would be a really good one, not just because of the cars, but because of what the company does overall. Yeah, they are working on technology. They haven't perfected it yet, but for solar, uh, solar power, like catching shingles for your roof. To where they absorb the sun's heat and yeah. and stuff, and then they can it can convert it into power for your house. Just one day, and you have you know battery banks and stuff, and it will it will get you. It's supposed to get you enough power to last you a week in one day, and then anything that's extra just gets burned or sold back to the companies. Sold back as energy source to the companies. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how a lot of this works. But yeah. uh, what Tesla wants to do is to cut people off from having to have to be attached to the big companies. Yeah, which would be great. Like self-sustaining. I would probably do, like, obviously the, the Apples and, you know, the, the Microsoft. Oh, Boston and... Dynamics. Those are the people that okay. did the robot dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you not want to invest in those people? I would. Absolutely. Yes. Boeing. Boeing would be a good one. There's a lot of stuff that you can do with going back in time Mm -hmm. because you have a lot of perspective that people who are living in the past don't have. I don't know necessarily if it's perspective, but I think that in the past, a lot of people, I mean, it's just like the present. It is very hard to invest in something if you are not guaranteed a return. Yes. Like it's not just a return, but a growth. Right. Right. So it's it's a risk-taking operation, and not a lot of people are willing to take risks. I mean, it's gambling, in a sense. It, it is gambling, yeah. Because you could lose all your money. Yeah. But. But maybe not. So, Nathan, what's your next one? This is from Seif Drywater at the Seif Drywater. Hypothetically speaking, if I were to have a small festival-type concert for my 21st birthday, what would the name be? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag pondering hashtag need advice hashtag please hashtag music well fire festival is available <laughs> yeah i don't think they're using that one anymore fire festival 2 the real fire festival <laughs> fire festival 2 it's still burning fire festival 2 the search for curly's gold Fire Festival 2. Don't look directly at it. (laughs) Fire Festival 2. Electric Boogaloo. God damn it. That was my next one. Got you. (laughs) You knew where I was going to go. Okay. Fire Fire Festival is good. Uh, So it's 21st, right? Just throw people off. Like John Festival 21. What about Fire Festival 2? Fire, more fiery festival-y. <laughs> fire festival too. Call a fire department. Fire festival with a vengeance. <laughs> two Fi- fire, two festival. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that one. 
<laughs> okay, let, let's keep going with these. I like these. Because um, <laughs> I, I literally have pulled up a list of sequel movie sequel names, and I've been reading them off. <laughs> 22 Fire Festival. I don't like that one no, so much. That's not as good. No. Um, a Very Fire Festival sequel. <laughs> Fire Festival. Back to the Hood. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fire Festival 2, Chamber of Secrets. Fire Festival 2, Chipwrecked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what they were. <laughs> that is oh, what they were. <laughs> this is so much better than I hoped it would be. <laughs> those were some good ones. I like all of those. A good day to Fire Festival. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He, this has got to be my favorite. Oh, no. Okay, this this, is, bring it. Bring it. Because this is the last one. Okay. Fire Festival 2. The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> I was I was torn between that and Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Okay. You ready for this last one? Okay. Give me this last one. This one comes from Twiddle Dick. At Twiddle Dick. Wait, hold on. Twiddle dick. In order mm-hmm. to, because you twiddle your thumbs, mm-hmm. you have two thumbs. So if mm-hmm. you twiddle your dick, you need two dicks. Yeah, I mean there are people, so it could be. Who knows? Who cares? I'm gonna read it. Hold on. Okay. I'm I'm imagining this now in my head. <laughs> Twiddling dicks. Could so if you you can't twiddle thumbs with someone else. Right? So you couldn't twiddle someone else's dick. You would have to have two dicks. Yeah, you would dicks. have to have two dicks, yeah. No, that is that is definitely what's happening. And they have the dexterity. You'd have to have two prehensile penises mm-hmm. in order to twiddle them. Yeah. It's called evolution, Nathan. Grow up. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Okay. Twiddle dick asks. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is... Okay, sorry. I need to focus on you now instead of letting my imagination picture this. What does it mean if he has a boner while explaining Rubik's Cube algorithms to you? Hashtag need advice. <laughs> is he looking you in the eye? I think there's some questions here. Is he, is, he looking you, is he looking you in the eye while he's doing this? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. But Okay. Because you can only explain Rubik's Cube okay. while looking somebody in the eye. Wait, so if you if if he's looking you in the eye, mm-hmm. explaining Rubik's Rubik's cube algorithms, and then he gets a boner, you would have to take your eye. You would have to break eye contact to notice the boner, <laughs> and then he's immediately like, "No, my eyes are up here." No, so if you notice that he has a boner while explaining Rubik's cube algorithms, and he know he's got to know. That you're looking at it. Oh, yeah. He can see you staring at that dong. So, all I'm saying is that here's what it means. It means he nasty. (laughs) Mm. He likes to be watched. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You don't, don't get involved. You just get to watch. Don't touch it. Don't touch my penis or my Rubik's Cube. (laughs) They both mean so much to me. You don't know how to work them. Also, if this is somebody with the dexterity to be able to do a Rubik's Cube, they could probably get themselves off better than you could. 
Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I mean, I know what I like. Oh, yeah. We all do. Yeah. We all know what we like, Nate. No, you don't all know what I like. <laughs> no. Just We sure me. as fuck do, because you tell everybody. So, question. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not because he's explaining the algorithm. Maybe it's the intense eye contact. Maybe it's the intense eye contact. Maybe it's a, a, a like an awkward boner. Like fear boner. Yeah, like a fear boner. Like you're claiming your dominance and he gets boner. Yeah, sad Because he's like, yeah, this is, okay. A, <laughs> this is, is intimidating. Some sort of emotions-based boner. But it could also just be that his blood pressure has changed. Maybe he thought he was going to get wild once in his life and take drugs for the first time. And then he just happened to take a Viagra. <laughs> He's going to take drugs. <laughs> he said he went up to the guy that was selling pills on the street. And the guy's like, hey, which one you want? I got all of these. And he's like, uh, I guess I'll take the blue one. <laughs> I'll take three of the blue one, please. <laughs> now, do I do I snort these? And the guy's like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> sure, I guess. <laughs> Maybe he was just thinking about his favorite porn. Maybe, and he's just... Because maybe he, like, relates porn to the Rubik's Cube. Cause Don't kink shame him. It's a puzzle. He's figuring out puzzles. He Maybe he gets turned on by puzzles in general. I mean, have you ever seen him work one of those 5,000-piece puzzles? Hard on the whole time. Yeah, the, the table is just tilted a little bit. Still a little bit. You know... Don't don't watch him play Tetris. <laughs> All those moving parts. He gets a boner just from the bleep 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 boner. All right, what else? What else might he be bonering out about? I don't know. It really depends on how old he is. Maybe he has one of the Braille Rubik's Cubes and he just thinks they're nipples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you. He's also watched that that Rubik the Amazing Cube car- like Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> show. And so he knows when he gets it, like all like when he when he solves it and the white face turns in or like the white side turns into a face and it talks to him, but it's still got them nipples. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's <laughs> Maybe he saw your boner. Yeah. Why do you have a boner? Yeah, why do you have... <laughs> what's up with your boner, you fucking judgy McJudgerson? <laughs> Twiddle dick. We, we see those two boners. You see both of your boners, Twiddle dick. Twiddling away. Trying to solve that Rubik's Cube with your Twiddle dicks. <laughs> oh, what if you could solve the Rubik's Cube with your two dicks? You have a future ahead of you in porn. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think that deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for porn. <laughs> it definitely deserves a Woody. Because uh, that's the porn yeah. awards. The yeah. Porn words. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing. Hey, thanks for listening. If you love our show, help us grow like a Rubik's Cube boner. Leaving a review helps other listeners find us, and we'll read your review on a future episode. We only grow like a Rubik's Cube boner because of you spreading the word. Join in on the conversation by searching High Hungry Podcast on all social media platforms or by contacting us at highhungrypodcast at gmail.com. Help us create a better show by donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash highhungrypodcast. 
Doing so helps us stay free. Visit our website at forgeaudio.net to find our merch store and discover other great shows on the Forge Audio Network. You're not going to see Rubik's Cube boners, though. Sorry. I mean, you might. The only way to find out is to visit the site, <laughs> drive that traffic, smash that like button. Hey, and keep it nerdy. And don't forget your pants. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it.